So if you'll notice in the bulletin, um, there's not a title to my sermon. I'm not quite sure how that happened, but um, the topic that I'm going to be talking about today is uh, Jesus will set the captives free. Now, back before Jay and I moved up here, well, he lived here, but I moved up here. Um, I practice law in Oklahoma City, as most of you all know, and uh, my primary practice was uh, criminal defense work. Probably 90% of what I did was criminal defense, and I did everything from traffic tickets to defending people on um, death penalty cases. Uh, And so I spent a lot of time in jail because most of my clients were in jail. And um, back during the the 80s and the 90s, uh, there there were big billboards uh, on all the highways. And um, they said, Jesus will set the captives free. Joe Bob Bail Bonds. And, (laughs) you know, uh, that was his marketing tool. It was his brand, as we would say today. And it got a lot of attention from people. Uh, and a lot of the people in jail had seen those uh, billboards. And they knew if they were in jail and they found God in jail, that Jesus was going to set them free. Now, I'm not trying to be uh, sarcastic or demeaning anybody, but a lot of the inmates that I came in contact with were, uh, they just knew. All they had to do was say, Jesus is going to set me free. Well, that's not exactly how it works, and I tried to explain that to them, but my job was not really to preach at them as it was as much to represent them. Now, Joe Bob was a character. I mean, he was... uh, he was one of a kind. He is one of a kind. I mean, he, he's not deceased. He's still around, but um, he is. He was just a real character, and but he had a, he had faith in God, and so I believe that his billboards were really twofold. I think they were helping to spread the message, but they were certainly there to uh, help get clients for him. And, um, you know, because you could tell that that a lot of the inmates knew um, word for word what those billboards said. I mean, he had several of them uh, around the jail, uh, out on I-40, not too far from the jail. Uh, But we know that that's not really what this means. Uh, When we talk about Jesus setting the captives free, we're not talking about uh, walking out of jail uh, free, uh, living your life completely free, um, even though that's what most of the inmates thought was going to happen, was that you know all they had to do was you know ask God, and Jesus was going to open the get the keys to the jail and unlock the gates, and they were all going to walk out. That didn't happen. What I believe that this means 
about setting captives free is the captives that we are. The captives that we are because of our sin and our transgressions. Uh, and I'm not to say that people can't find God in jail, because they can, and I know people that, that did. Um, they, had a very, they had a great chaplain that was full-time in the jail, and he did a good job. And so I'm not trying to make light of him. I just had, you know, I just thought it was funny about uh, the billboards. But back to what I'm talking about, um, the, uh, the purpose of this is for us to be set free from our bondage, from our captivity. You know, captivity is defined as being... Uh, enclosed and not free to move or to go. Well, we're not free to go and to move if we have uh, sin and we don't ask for forgiveness and we don't come to uh, Christ and ask for forgiveness. You know, I had a client I, was, I wasn't even a lawyer. I was still an intern in the public defender's office. And uh, my boss said, you're going to work with us on this case. And your job is to go to the jail every day and visit with this young man. And he was young. Um, and so I did, and I got to know him very well. And... He stands out in my mind as one of these that um, wanted to believe so he could be set free. Not from his captivity or his bondage from sin, but he wanted to be free to walk out of the county jail. Uh, he had murdered his mother and his stepfather, and he had also murdered a convenience store attendant, and I can say that because he was found guilty, uh, so it's not alleged anymore. Um, but he truly believed that because he said, you know, I found God, and I'm going to walk out of the jail. I'm going to be found not guilty, or they're going to dismiss the charges against me, and I'm going to be a free person. Well, it didn't happen. Um, you know, he, uh, he was found guilty, unfortunately. Uh, he did not um, truly accept Christ in a faithful way. And uh, he was executed about nine years after he was found guilty. And it's always kind of bothered me that uh, he was not sincere in asking uh, for forgiveness, that he was more uh, interested in being able to go back and do the things that he had done and not changing his ways. Um, you know, the, I, there are several passages in the Bible that talk about uh, setting captives free. The one I'm referring today is Luke 418. 
and it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed. Now, if you really listen to that, it doesn't say anything about us all just being free to do what we want to do. God is anointing us. Jesus is telling the, um, his disciples and everyone who is around him that he was anointing them and appointing them to preach the good news to the poor, to set those that were held in bondage by sin and transgressions, that they would have a clean heart and that they had hope for an everlasting life. You know, Joe Bob had a catchy phrase. Uh, it got people's attention. Um, and it was, I mean, everybody talked about it back then. And, but the thing is, um, excuse me. Uh, if you come to know Christ, you know that there are certain obligations that you have in order to uh, to be set free, to come out of bondage. You know, uh, God gave Moses and all of the Israelites the ability to escape from Pharaoh. They were in bondage. They were held against their will. And they traveled in the desert, but when they came to the river, you know, uh, Moses did not cross over into the promised land. He had um, done something that was unfavorable to God. And God told him, you'll never go to the promised land. And Moses died before that. So even if you have a captive, you're a captive in Egypt, for example, and you follow God, you can still fall out of favor. And what do you do? You go and you ask for forgiveness again. If you don't, you'll remain as a captive. That's not to say that you, every time you uh, want to, every time you want to uh, do something bad, you just go ask for forgiveness. So Isaiah 61.1 says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners. Now, what do you think Isaiah is talking about there? Is he talking about people that get out, get a, 
get out of jail free card? No. He's talking about those of us that are aren't able to to come to overcome until they ask Christ for forgiveness. I believe we are held captive by sin and transgressions against God. In order to be set free, we have to know that Jesus wants us to be free. John 8.23 says, You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth is, we must turn our lives over to Jesus. Ask him to loosen the bonds that Satan has a hold over us with and follow Jesus wholeheartedly. We must believe that he is, that Jesus supplies everything for us that we need. Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. He was chastised to obtain peace and well-being for us. With the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Galatians 3.13 tells us that Christ purchased our freedom. For you are becoming progressively acquainted with and recognizing more strongly and clearly the grace of your Lord Jesus Christ. His kindness, his graciousness, his gracious generosity, that though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor so that we, through his poverty, might become rich. That says a lot right there. Um, you know, you really think about what are you willing to give up like Christ gave up. He gave everything. He gave his life for us. And yet, are you willing to give your life for somebody else? We follow Christ, you know where we're going. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than that any human mind can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.